every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Going right into a uh, Monday. It's a uh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one for uh, Cowboys fans as the season has come to a uh, a crashing halt, and uh, it is uh, it's just a thud. Just felt like a thud. Glenn Stretch Smith, longtime uh, Cowboys coach and scout, joining us. Also part of the Doomsday Podcast. And part of the uh, ABC affiliate in the Dallas-Fort Worth area is joining us now. Stretch, you were part of um, some uh, uh, some some of those uh, Switzer Cowboys, and then uh, with the Cowboys, uh, uh, even into the uh, the Campo years. What what was it like when it just ended? Uh, whether it be the playoffs or just the last regular season game, was it just a uh, what, what what did it feel like to be part of an organization? Because it, it just seems, I guess, when you knew it was coming and you weren't going to make the playoffs, it was one thing. But when it happens in a playoff game like this, uh, how how tough is that feeling? Well, I mean, anytime you have to have exit interviews with the players, I mean, it really, you know, the, the, the ending of the season sets in. It, it, it's a tough situation. But, you know, I'll say this, that when you have – arguably or, or you know arguably the best one to 53 roster or one of the best one to three 53 rosters in the league and you end in a thud like you ended yesterday I think that's different than knowing that you know what we're outclassed or we don't we're out manpowered we don't have the we, you know we don't have the players to, to to really run with these guys to play with these guys I think that I think it's a different situation with what's going on right now with this Cowboys team and what happened. Quite frankly, when you know my first year, we we won the Super Bowl. And we're very fortunate, but after that, I mean, you knew the team was in a decline. And I think I don't think that's the situation with what's going on right now with the Cowboys and what they're having to face and the questions that they're having to answer um, today, and they're going to have to answer for the next you know, whole entire off season, which is why did you so have your football team not ready to play Mike McCarthy? And I think that's something that they're going to have to answer and the entire organization is going to have to answer. We talked about, you know, hey, was this team ready to play yesterday to come out in the first half and play yesterday? They were not. Were they ready in the second half to come out and answer what was a very aggressive San Francisco team and a team that came in and said they were going to punch you in the mouth, and they did just that. Then you come out in the second half, and you and you and you lay an egg and go three and out with two penalties. I mean, I go all the way back to the Arizona game, Matt. I mean, this team was a number two seed in the playoffs and had every opportunity to be the number two seed, and they go out Sunday night football against the Arizona Cardinals, and it gets punched right in the teeth in AT&T Stadium. I just, it's a situation where, 
quite frankly, this team has not been ready to play. They were not ready to play. And, and, and it's, uh, you know, I, I'm concerned about how they're going to really approach and what they're going to sell to this fan fan base moving to 2022. You know, part of it is we're going to see now Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore get some interviews. If, if Dan Quinn, uh, I, I think people kind of think, you know, the, the defense is what was most exciting about this year. They took some great steps. Micah Parsons was so good. Diggs had a ton of interceptions, 11 interceptions. And so Quinn has really elevated his or, or kind of regained maybe the status he lost when he got fired in Atlanta. Um, can, can you gauge, uh, you, you know, you still talk to people in the industry. The, where do you think Jerry is on Dan Quinn? I mean, is do you think he – is sitting there thinking, okay, how in the world do I keep this guy? Because I, it, I, I still don't know if he has the stomach to fire Mike McCarthy. Now you have felt a little differently than me in that in that area. Where, where, where do you think? Where do you sense that Jerry might be on this right now? Well, I, I mean, I think you know, I, I, I think what Jerry says last night. Uh, right after you know a, a, a very tight game, a long season is one thing. Now, what's he going to say after he has him a couple scotches tonight, and you know lets the red ass brew a little bit, and then decides, hey, you know what, I may go a different direction. I, I don't know that he's going to go a different direction. I think the the job that Dan Quinn has done has been unbelievable. I think he's come in here and he's not only from a coaching perspective, Matt, but I mean he brought in. Curse, he brought in Kazee. I mean, those are guys that played for him in Atlanta that contributed big time to this defense. So he contributed from a personnel standpoint. Uh, and I, I mean, is he is Jerry going to go out and be able to justify firing a coach at one twelve games? I, I don't know that. Is Jerry going to play? Uh, you, you know, going to play somewhat of a of, of a gambling um, co. Uh, 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 GM owner like we've seen him do before and say, okay, if I lose Dan Quinn, maybe I can go get Mike Zimmer back in here to coordinate this defense. I just think there's a lot of different things that are going going on in his mind right now. And, you know, I, I think we're just going to have to see how it plays out in the next few days. I, I just, again, I, I keep going back to a football team that was just not ready to play and I don't know who you put that on besides the head coach. Talking to Glenn Stretch-Smith, former Cowboys scout and coach. And um, this is kind of like an exit uh, interview. Uh, I mean, we kind of look back at this season. Last night we were looking at the game. Our people, um, Stretch, the great listeners of Central Texas, who you're very familiar with, they're still scratching their head about what happened at the end of that game. Now that you've had a chance to go back and kind of look at it again, are, are you still of the opinion, hey, how do, you, how do you even take that chance with 14 seconds left? Was it, was it a poor play by Dak? Was it poor coaching? Was it a combination of all those things? What, what, what was your, what's your takeaway uh, um, about, that, uh, about the way the game ended now? I mean, the game ended with really what I felt like was kind of a 
it really was how the season went. I mean, I, I'll, I'll take you back earlier in the game, and Matt, we talked about this earlier today before we went on the air, but, I mean, on the fourth down, the Cowboys go for it. They, they, they've got a, a really nice fake punt design. It was well put together, and I've been as critical of Bones Fossil, the special teams coach of the Cowboys, as anybody. It was a well-designed play. He knew that, the you know, when they, when they at times – when they come up to, to stop the gunner, that's your outside guy, that they will bail at times. They bailed out of there, and the, and the punter reached up, threw the ball, and they got, they got a heck of a, uh, uh, of a conversion for a first down at a critical time in the game. But here's what was, you know, really buffaloed me at that point, was they felt like they could immediately run to the ball, keep the same personnel on the people, force San Francisco to keep the same personnel on the people, snap the ball to, to the protect, to the personal protector and be able to run some sort of a wildcat look. They were going to snap the ball to Clement and see if they could get a wildcat look. Well, here's the thing. If you know anything about the game, they punt with a different ball than the ball that they use on normal down and distance situations. So there has to be time right there for the officials to take the punt ball out of the game and out of play and bring in the ball that they would normally play uh, on first through third down with. And so you're going to get a stoppage right there. And it's almost as if, hey, well, we practiced this and we've done this all week and we had this two-play sequence in, but they didn't take into account they were, were going to change the football. And that's a lot of what Mike McCarthy does in my mind. He, he doesn't take into account a lot of things. He's like playing blackjack with a guy who doubles down on 16 with a dealer showing the 10 all the time. All the time he does it. And you're like, well, all right, I, I may not want to sit at the table with this guy. But here's the problem is then yesterday he got in another fourth and two situation where he'd been reckless and gone for it all year, and he decided not to go for it. So, it, you know, it, it's one of those things where you're not sure what you're dealing with, and when you're not sure what you're dealing with, you're really dangerous, and then you go to the last you go to the last call and you think there's no possible way we can run a quarterback sneak, allow the official to place and set the ball, get the ball snapped, and kill the clock in 14 seconds. It, it can't be done. And, I mean, you don't, you don't have to be magna cum laude at Harvard to figure that out. Yeah, I don't think so. But uh, this uh, this coach continues to surprise us with some of his questionable moves. As somebody pointed out, Stretch, what if he hadn't have spent that time in the barn with all those gurus? Like, like how bad would it be if he hadn't spent that offseason learning about analytics and putting that great team to study football? I mean, how bad could this have been uh, if he had not put all that time in? Were you napping right there, Mosley, when I was talking that last little two and a half minutes? I think you took a little cat nap on me or you were answering text messages. It could have no. been rough. There's no question. I, no stop question. it. I was There's very no tuned question. in to you. Now, I did make a great – I made a great point recently about how Jimmy G would be a better matchup than Kyler. And then um, and, and you accused me of echoing something you said. Oh, no. Yeah, no, no I was no, – Matt, look. I, it, it's one of those things where there, there's no question. I mean, the whole the whole thing is a head scratcher. I, I I think this team has got really good players. I think that uh, you cannot say they don't have the personnel to play with anybody because absolutely they do. Uh, you know, you can't point to 
Well, they don't have a pass rusher. Well, they don't have an offensive tackle. Well, they're not good enough. Hey, they are good enough, and they are they have a good enough team personnel-wise to have taken you farther than they did. And I, I, I'm not sure how uh, or who is going to take responsibility for what has happened here. But, uh, you know, like you said, and everybody's talking about the 14 penalties. I mean, I, I think it's, you know, I, I think it's somewhat uh, amazing that, you know, you had fans that were throwing things or, or say they were throwing things at the officials. I mean, I, I don't think the officials did a bad job. You look at you look at the calls that were made, they were made. And, and, and unless you ask those fans, but that particular fan who was throwing that seltzer can down there, who he was throwing at, how the hell do you know who they were throwing it at? What is she calling it? Is you calling a seltzer can? What are you t- that's that stuff. That's that stuff you drink, Mosley. That damn, that damn. You 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 hide behind it to put a little fire water in it. Come on now, don't don't act like, don't act like that mule looking at a new gate like you've never heard that before. That's what Parcells used to say about me. Who's that guy over there looking looking like a dog through a glass of water? <laughs> 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 he wasn't far off either. Was he? <laughs> he would ask Rich about that. Who's that guy over there? Um, <laughs> hey, what's the actor's name that was in uh, that was uh, uh, Doctor Emmett Brown in Back to the Future in 1985? Do you know? I, I do not know. I do not. Christopher know. Christopher Lloyd. That yesterday. That's what Brian Broadus looked like in the press box. He looked like <laughs> the Doctor from a Back to the Future. <laughs> brought us. Oh, brought us. He, he's, a, he's kind of a, you know, he's kind of a stylish fella. He can come out with some, he can come out with some different looks on you. So I, I, I'm surprised you don't have a, you don't have a better appreciation for that than you do, Matt. Well, no, he'll, he loves a good vest. He'll put a vest on and some tennis shoes and get after it. All right. Uh, stretch. I appreciate you. I appreciate all your, your, your hard work. And, uh, it's been a great, uh, doomsday podcast year fun to have you on the radio show let's uh let's talk to you soon hey have a have a good day buddy you guys be good thanks okay all right there he goes glenn stretch smith